Welcome to the Job Shop Show, where we talk with the owners, suppliers, partners, and customers of custom manufacturers. Listen and learn the secrets of top-performing job shops, the tools, techniques, and backgrounds that have made them successful, all on the quest of raising the bar for custom manufacturing. I'm your host, Jay Jacobs. This episode is sponsored by Paperless Parts, connecting buyers and suppliers of custom manufactured parts. The Paperless Platform is a secure, ITAR-compliant, cloud-based manufacturing system for suppliers that reduces the amount of time spent on sales, estimating, quoting, administration, and order processing. It offers seamless integration with the accounting and ERP software tools that shops already use, such as QuickBooks, E2, and JobBoss. Paperless Parts was founded with a mission to make manufacturing more accessible by streamlining the quote-to-cash process. Spend less time quoting and more time selling. Welcome to a special episode of the Job Shop Show. Your host, Jay Jacobs, here. I'm at the NTMA Chapter Leadership Summit in Orlando, Florida, a great place to be in January. The NTMA, or National Tooling and Machining Association, connects many of the nation's top precision custom manufacturers with one another, both through regional chapters and national events, with the goal of improving the members' capabilities through the accelerated adoption of technologies, tools, and best practices. Chapter leaders are the tip of the spear, and since this is the beginning of 2020, I thought we should ask some of the best what they are seeing for 2020. Note that this is a different format. You will hear from eight shop owners in a rapid fire question and answer session. The audio is a little choppy as we were outside. Hopefully that doesn't detract from these great folks. So here we go. It is the start of 2020. What is your outlook for the year? Do you think sales will be up, flat, or declining? All right, Jim Hoffman from Moberg Medical, uh, part of the Pittsburgh chapter MTMA. Our shop is um, medical device, large joint orthopedics, supporting sort of your big OEMs, um, manufacturers across the states and actually across the globe. Great. So we're at the start of 2020. What is your outlook for the year? Do you see sales growing, flat, declining? Yeah, we've been in double-digit growth for, for quite a few years now. Um, yeah, 2020 looks sort of the same. Uh, 2021 is actually a really large step up. Uh, so this year is all heavy development, heavy sort of preparation. Yeah, my name is Bob Young. I'm with Custom Tool out of Cookville, Tennessee. I'm the company vice president, co-owner with my brother, Gil and Young. Uh, we participate in the NTMA and the Tennessee chapter. And our shop is a job shop that primarily focuses on machine components, uh, probably 75% turning, 25% milling. So our outlook for 2020 um, Obviously, if you've been in this business long enough, you realize that election years do have some impact. And so we're certainly conscious of that. We've seen uh, the past three years, we've seen uh, significant growth in our company, double digit growth year over year. Uh, during that, during that uh, time of growth, we've invested capital and uh, capital equipment each of those years. Uh, this year, we expect to we expect we our plan for this year is we're going to try to outsell any any downturns okay. uh, any impact that the uh, uh, election uh, may have on yes. on our industry um, 
obviously as a service uh, company, in order for us to grow our revenue, we have to make sure that we have capacity. And so capital equipment's a big part of what we do. Hi, my name's David Goodrow. Uh, our company is Alliance Thread Rolling. Uh, I'm with the San Fernando Valley chapter of the NTMA and uh, we do aerospace uh, thread rolling. Our outlook for 2020 is basically picking up where we left off 2019. Uh, we had a record um, uh, six months at the end of the year, um, and I expect that to uh, um, maybe not be quite as crazy, but it's certainly going to be on an upward uh, trajectory. So, so you see sales growing in 2020? Yeah, yeah. Maybe not to the extent that the last six months were, but certainly over the first six months, it'll be a, a, a very robust, you know, game. Hi, I, uh, my name is Charlotte Rice. I'm with the company Masters Precision Machining. I'm the CFO, co-owner. Uh, we are with the Akron chapter of the NTMA, and our shop does precision machining, uh, billing, turning uh, for the aerospace industry, automotive industry. Uh, aerospace is our biggest industry, uh, automotive, commercial and also a job shop that come in with a print. We'll try to work with you and focus on better pricing for you. Uh, I see sales, I just did our five year. We've been in business five years now, we're a new company. And I saw our five year projection. We've had grown steadily the whole time. Um, we did reach our five year goal in four years. And so far just for continuing January, it still looks like the focus is going that way. We got some big aerospace accounts. Mm -hmm. So it's looking forward to Targeting 10% growth, 20% growth? Our growth, it's uh, 25. 25%. Yeah, we were 25% in 2019, so we're trying to focus on maybe making it 30 this year for 2020. Good afternoon, my name is Sean Doyle. I'm with H&S uh, Swanson's Tool Company out of Pinellas Park, Florida. Uh, my chapter is the West Coast chapter. Um, what we do, we're a CNC precision machine shop. Not only that, but we are NADCAP certified. Uh, we do the uh, chromating, anodizing, wet paint, powder coating, assembly. We're almost like a one-stop shop within our four walls. We're in about a 65,000 square feet facility, roughly about uh, 100 employees have been established since 1956. The majority of our customers is uh, aerospace and defense. Uh, with that said, our capacity right now is at 110%. We're overloaded right okay. now. I'm not even taking on any new customers. I'm only trying to support the existing customers that I have at this point. It's an incredible position to be in because our growth has just been 30% every year since I've been on board since 2015. Um, it's, it's, it's a good thing to be in, but our workforce, of course, is always an issue. My name is Kelly Kasner, and I'm the Director of Business Development for Michiana Global Mold. We are with the Michiana Chapter. And MGM is a design and builder of injection molds from the plastics and rubber industries. We do see sales growing in certain segments and industries that we serve. Uh, again, automotive is always a strong indicator of what's going on in the rest of the, of the world, the, the um, um, you know, manufacturing world. So we look to that to, to be strong in certain niches of automotive and then also in the medical field as well. Uh, lots of innovative new products coming on board. So well, with that, you need parts, and uh, tooling is a part of that. So as plastics can continue to grow, so do we. Sounds like, then, you're optimistic for 2020. We are. We took the turn of the year as, a, as an opportunity for key management to get together and come up with our 2020 plan. <clears throat> How can we be more efficient uh, by 20%, grow sales by 20%, 
and increase our capital expenditures by 20% to incorporate better technology. Uh, Mark Vaughn, Vaughn Manufacturing. Uh, uh, we're in Nashville, Tennessee, a uh, member of the Tennessee chapter in TMA. And uh, we're uh, engaged in the design and build of uh, metal stamp and dice, tool and die. That is about 80% of what we do. They've been declining since the tariffs went into effect, since we're capital spending. Uh, there's different types of capital spending. Ours is foundational for new products and right. so forth. Uh, a lot of our customers, we, we uh, service the appliance and HVAC markets, which there's not a requirement for a new model every year, much like the automotive or, or uh, some other industries. So um, I think a lot of our customers were preoccupied with maintaining, modifying their supply chains that are in place currently mm -hmm. to compensate for the uh, tariff impacts or potential tariffs. Do you see business coming back in the second half of the year? Uh, I think this year will be better. Uh, I think that uh, there's been a um, time lapse to where customers have been able to discover what the tariffs impacts have mm -hmm. uh, changed for their businesses. So I think that they're more inclined to move forward now that they've seen what the uh, impact has done to their, their businesses. What are your capital expenditure plans? Mm -hmm. uh, and segueing the capital equipment. So capital equipment expenditures wow. with the 110% running level, what sort of investments will you be making in capital equipment and or facilities? Right, within uh, the last four years, we've probably spent, our company has spent close to $6 million in capital equipment. That's CNC machining equipment, five axis, horizontals, um, redoing our water treatment system, putting in LED lights, uh, Wow, it's just it's incredible what we've done and moving everything around. We probably added uh, seven new machines with all pallet pools just to accommodate the. the will you be adding more equipment in 2020? It, most likely we will. Um, right now we're just in it's just that cash flow that we're trying to. We got long-term agreements with some of our customers, so we're we're banking on that 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 comes in into uh, effect. So we'll have more more or spending money to, to add on to that. So we for 2020, kind of looking at it, 2021 is that we're probably going to spend another three to four million dollars in capital equipment for sure. We just spent uh, just a half a million on uh, December 29th, and we plan on we have uh, two more houses and uh, probably about another uh, two million machinery. Two million, just machinery. Now there's probably uh, another half a million that goes into tooling for those machines. Yeah, we want to invest uh, capital in order to bring on some new machinery. Uh, we're looking at uh, more CNC machinery, considering five-axis machinery. So again, depending on uh, what the what capabilities that we're looking for in the machinery, it could be several hundred thousand dollars. My guess is we'll uh, probably invest uh, you know fifty, sixty grand this year in in uh, equipment upgrades. Yeah, facility expansion, 60,000 square foot expansion starting this year. Mm -hmm. um, in that will be five axis milling, wire EDM, vertical EDM, 
ski treat sort of well, quite a bit of equipment actually sounds like millions of dollars of investments then yeah yeah you could say that yeah it's uh so i think the at the end i'll say four to five years out 41 pieces of equipment is the current expectation uh if we do um uh, it will be towards production um uh, type of activities and production type of equipment to where we can become more balanced between the capital spending concentration that we have now and and move towards uh, production. So typically, uh, be, what we uh, what we've looked at, we try to go where the where our customers drive us, yes. and but we also try to stay in what we're you know what our core competencies are so we probably this year would see extend uh, continued expansion in our turning uh, services that we offer probably more moving more into uh, alternative rather than just uh, traditional multifunction lays on on uh, with chucking machines and and call it uh, call it machines we're going to look something like a swiss platform uh, because we think that gives us just gives us some opportunities to diversify the types of parts we make precision that we make things of that nature what sort of dollar range do you think you may be investing well in? you know the the dollar range on that uh, if you're uh, if you're gonna go in and, and what we try to do we uh, our our strategy for capital equipment is we like to try to put a platform together something that we could sustain uh, and repeat you know that that have certain criteria, uh, uh, certain size certain accessories bar feeders coolant, uh, coolant delivery methods um, the ways we get parts in way we get parts out so what we would do is we would take our, our approach would be coming up with that model of what we what we want and then going out and, and trying to uh, come up with the best solution. So typically when you go in and you start adding on just not just the equipment, but the accessories that go along with that to put that that work cell together, um, you know, it's you, you can't just it's gonna be a two hundred, a two hundred and fifty thousand, three hundred thousand by the time it's all said and done. But uh, so we're not just looking to buy a piece of equipment, just have a piece of equipment. We're looking to put something in that is going to serve us long term. How has belonging to the NTMA made an impact on your company and or to you personally? Hey, uh, I'm past president of NTMA's Rocky Mountain chapter, um, eight-year uh, member of the association. Um, high value uh, for me, really the contributions that uh, others have made uh, to me personally, as well as uh, to um, uh, Hirsch Precision as well. Um, the relationships that that have come through uh, my time with NTMA would would certainly be the key takeaway for me. Um, the people that have uh, been um, accessible and have uh, uh, you know what if I pick up a phone, make a call, they answer and it would contribute uh, to me in so many ways. Um, if I had a question about uh, some content, perhaps that they had delivered or something I saw in their shop that. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, they had put a best practice in place, things that would, that would directly benefit me. Um, outstanding, huge takeaway for and me. And that's both at the chapter and the national level? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think the, uh, the biggest impact for me personally is just uh, the relationships 
two things, relationships one, but also the, the learning, the knowledge that you pick, pick up coming to events. Um, where else are you going to Are you going to be able to go to sharpen your skills in with people understanding, you know, the pains that you, that job shop owners deal with every day. So it's a great opportunity to come and, and learn and share, uh, share experiences. And through that course, you build some really good relationships. Um, company wise, it, uh, it has probably opened the doors for us to make connections with people that may not have considered us as a, as a potential source for them in, in whether it's supporting the services they do or being a, a primary supplier for parts that are components that they, they sell. So it's, uh, it, it, has, it has benefits both ways. You have to be here, you have to be part of it, and it's not something you can just come in day one and expect, oh, I'm gonna come in here and you know, this is gonna be my, this is my sales plan for the year. No, it's, it doesn't work that way. It's something that you, you develop over time because it's very much built on trust. I'd say the biggest impact from a company's perspective is in the area of the workforce development initiatives. Uh, the fact that we as mold makers rely on very traditional apprenticeship programs, we look for specific skill sets. Uh, the NTMA has those training resources available, <clears throat> excuse me, and we really benefited from that because it's helped um, fill our pipeline with, uh, with the young, to help with the aging workforce that we have. Uh, I'm a secretary and trustee at my in my chapter. Okay, this is my second year on board, and I find this this type of uh, organization has helped me out tremendously with the networking, with the uh, learning about other chapters and how they are organizing their shops. Um, the people are great to work with. Uh, understanding some of the, uh, I guess, some of the drawbacks that we have in our industry but we're bringing it out on the table discussions and it's helping everybody out understand what we need to do to address it. Any particular impacts that it's made directly for your company in helping you with that tremendous growth? Well, the one, the one part of it is I didn't realize that we have a Goodwill Corporation, the Goodwills, the Salvation Armies, that we can work through those companies to obtain some workforce. So that's gonna help us out tremendously as well. Uh, that's going to impact our company because the workforce in my in my territory is rather a little slow right now. So, especially in the state of Florida. So, yeah, that's going to be one avenue we're going to address. Great. Uh, it's given us, um, first and foremost, an area to associate with like-minded uh, business owners, uh, people, while not exactly the, the same business, related business that you're talking uh, very similar uh, problems, uh, news, uh, solutions uh, that helps bolster your, your, your uh, sounding boards on decisions you make in your own business. Uh, the NCMA has really helped just the networking, sort of get you, sort of just hear what other people are doing, sort of the challenges. Everybody's the same issue of skilled labor. Um, just what the, but what are the ideas? What are the, the things that are getting people into the trade? Um, helping our apprenticeship actually grow, sort of testing and those types of things. So, you know, when we look out, our, our forecast for hiring is right around 130, 140 people. So, you know, how do you, where do you find them, right? And so the NTMA being part of these types of events sort of help all that. 
um, reaching out beyond just the four walls of your company, seeing what others are doing, having mentors that are, um, have the ability to um, uh, answer questions, seeing how they address similar problems, and uh, being able to uh, just establish relationships that um, it's what grows your company. Uh, personally, is the growth and understanding of how the MCMA could help our company, help other companies, um, how the meetings help with our, our businesses, what you get out of the businesses, how you can take it in one focus on you personally or for your uh, national to be focused on your employees. You can take it and take a twist to it and use it at your company. Uh, it's been a value of me for personal growth uh, in running a company and just uh, the resources to be able to do that. So there you have it. What I heard in summary in these interviews and also in offline conversations is for the most part a cautious tempered optimism for 2020. Is this what you're seeing? Email us, let us know, thejobshopshow at gmail.com. If we get enough answers, I'll read them out loud for a podcast follow-up. I've also heard of an interest in a Ask Jay Anything episode where I take submitted questions and answer them from my own job shop ownership experience and the journey along the way from a five person shop to one that had a team of over 325. So if you have a question, send it along again, thejobshopshow at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. And until next time, keep those spindles turning, those punches thumping and those sparks flying. Have a super day.